Welcome to the LoFi Crypto Podcast, a conversation about cryptocurrency through the lens of technology, design, community, and education. As always, none of this is financial advice. Invest carefully and do your own research. And with that, let's dive in. Hello, Maxwell. How are you today? Sean, I'm doing pretty well. My day is uh, was going great. And then I got really excited to claim my name for my Solana wallet so that people could then send me crypto um, to my Solana wallet just using my uh, Twitter handle, just cool. like at Maxwell Wink. And that... then boom, I can send crypto back and forth, which is really, really significant, like technology wise to be able to do that. Yeah, because like currently the way you have to do it is you have to copy and paste or type if you really want to do it the Amish way, uh, a random string of characters as if a cat walked on a keyboard. Yep. Uh, and uh, if you get one wrong, it's, it's not wrong. gonna go through. <laughs> it's wrong. Uh, yeah. And uh, so it's it's really hard, you know, if you think about it's like. Imagine if you had a phone number, you were calling your homie up to go hang out. You want to, you call your homie up to go play and your homie's phone number is 256 characters long. It's going to be hard to remember his phone number. And then, you know, they invent the iPhone and then you just attach a name to someone's phone number and then you never learn anyone's phone number ever again. So, so is, is this, is this what's kind of happened, Max? What's, what's the situation? I mean, so, I mean, this is, this is the solution. This is the answer to like use people's like, you know, an equivalent of like a gamer user ID or something like that. And currently, uh, Bonfita, is that how it's pronounced by the way? That's, That's how I say it question. in my brain, but Bonfita I actually, or Bonfita? I don't I'll know, look. but, um, oh, I also in, in regard to our conversation about, McAfee, Mac, McAfee. Um, I did hear an interview where he refers to himself as McAfee. Oh, cool. So it is McAfee. I'm totally wrong. You are huh. totally right. Weird. So wow, my 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 dad's inkling for internet and computer technology in the nineties and him teaching me McAfee was the correct it was. May the record show wow. that is correct pronunciation. Right. You know, because he's the one that gets to say how we say his name. Right. Um, wow. Wow. That's even if it bucks the trend. This, um, is, a, this is a callback to our one of our if our our previous episodes. So it is. Yeah. Just wanted to set the record straight there. Sorry, listeners. I know you've been emailing Max and calling Max and renting blimps and flying airplanes with messages in the background and all sorts of things to tell him that it's McAfee, not McAfee. And uh, meeting adjourned. Okay. So anyways, (laughs) the... Um, so it's really cool that someone built this tool where you can, you start using people's like Twitter handles or even their web URL. Um, I got really excited and, but I, my day went from great to less great when I realized how difficult it is to actually set this up. And this is what, like, I am super down to jump through all sorts of hoops. I am technically 
inclined. I stopped short at actually writing code, but like I've built a mining rig. I've messed with some crazy weird shit. I've almost lit my house on fire. Um, I'm down to get dirty with something, especially if I'm interested and excited. It's true. I can Um, vouch for this. I have seen this in things that I have both participated in and been like, I don't know why you're doing this, Max, but have fun. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I approach even like I've never worked on cars before and dove in, started modifying my car. I am down to dive into something. But when I see the potential of something bringing greater accessibility to all of crypto and it's done in such a way that is not actually lowering that bar for the average person it really drives me crazy. So I really care about quality design and I really care about accessibility. And this is a fucking nightmare. So so what's fascinating about this is the 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 product of this tool should make it easier to use cryptocurrency. Yet the process of making the improvement is hard yeah so i don't i don't know i don't know who made this but it is it's assuming oh yeah all the challenges of crypto thus far it's totally cool to just carry them over to this tool that should make everything better yeah it's um boggles my mind so so is that like if we you know as a country you know the automobile gets invented okay and but people don't know how to drive. They got to go to school. They got to go to uh you know, driving school or at least get their license. You know, and so they've got to take a driving test. So it's good, right? Right? You know, now we have educated drivers on the road. But the test is in a foreign language. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the analogy. I thought you were gonna go with uh more something rooted in inheriting the old while transitioning to the new, like. No one knows how to, a streaming world works, so you're gonna put like reins for horses on there, and people drive cars with the reins, you know, and and kick the sides of their seat to like control acceleration or something. Right. Well. Well. I mean, yeah. Th- I feel like that's inherent. I feel like that's baked into the thought. That's sort of thought zero. Then thought one is, oh wow, we need to teach people how to drive. Thought two is, let's make the process of educating them as hard as humanly possible. Maybe well, it's, it's a pressure. So here, here's the thing. I wouldn't even say it's difficult. Let me like walk through okay, yeah, like some yeah. of the walk details of like what's frustrating here because it feels like it's just a near miss. It's not that they made it more complicated. They just was like completely uh, gloss over just how any of this is done. So if you go to naming dot bonfida bon whatever b-o-n-f-i-d-a dot org, this is where it will tell you this is a decentralized naming built on Solana. And this is where you can claim a Twitter handle or register a domain name. Both super exciting things. Awesome. So you're going to have one reliable address for all of your um, your tokens, your Solana-based tokens. Um, and I'm really excited to do this. All right. So if I click on in the top there you can search for domains addresses handles so if you're trying to find someone you can do it right there so i want to claim my twitter handle i'm going to click on this okay associate your wallet to your twitter handle 
tweet link, connect wallet, search Twitter handle, and then you can type in and search a handle. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm gonna connect my wallet because that's a button I can click on. So I'm gonna do that, connect my wallet. My wallet is now connected and then I can submit, a, I can submit a tweet link. Which tweet link? My tweet link? My profile page? Someone else's random tweet? What am I even supposed to do here? Only right. need help? Yeah, clearly. I'm going to click on need help. Takes me to a, a Medium article. And I, there's like this, this like, you know, first tweet out your Solana address. Like, oh, geez, I have to tweet it out. And then you have to go to the website. Then you have to enter in the link to that tweet. Well, which tweet? Oh, the, the tweet with the address in it. Enter in the handle and then submit and sign in. And now you finally connected your name to your your wallet address. This is ridiculous. Like I find this to be absolutely unacceptable. This is not that difficult. It should the inherent design of this website yeah. should make this like so idiot proof. It's just be click 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 and you're done. Right. Just log it into your Twitter account. Yeah, log into your Twitter account. It should prompt something. with like a a tweet, like a compose Composed tweet like this. This I've seen this on other websites. It can literally be like have a a, a tweet that's like you know add or edit here, um, and it should be submitted. You should never have to leave this site, and it it should just be step by step and essentially idiot proof. For this, I and and in my opinion, this kind of very native to crypto version of this website. There's even a like, I can't believe we rely so heavily on medium articles. Um, like, I don't even think this is worth building. I, I don't think this actually should have been published. I think this Dude, is this not is below in service. Uh, absolutely. I think this is valid for like testing purposes. But like, if you mm. think about what the goal of this product is in terms of like actually trying to make the use of wallets more accessible to people. This is absolutely failing that bar. Like, like I might as well for the effort that this website takes to get my handle. I, you know what? I'd rather just keep copy and pasting addresses, you know, like this is so barely an improvement because who the hell, this is so difficult. How many, how many people are actually going to do this? Like how many, I, right. like how yeah. can I, how many people can I actually do this well, with? So, so here's, here's the only piece why it doesn't, it doesn't drive me crazy, even though I actually agree with everything you just said, like there's a huge under, uh, uh, val valuing of user experience in crypto across the board. Um, the, the only person I've really heard kind of even talk about it is, uh, in one of the latest, uh, modern finance episodes talking to the founders of Orca um uh this uh woman was talking about it um uh, but anywho um user experience really matters and why but still ultimately why i don't really mind that it's this bad yet is because this is the first one you know and i feel like this is the scaffolding across you know like let me think of an example here you know this is the temporary bridge 
And since we just live in a decentralized world, the temporary bridge is going to be public. You can choose not to go over the temporary bridge if you want. You know, like, I think it's undervalued that just having people be able to do any process or any recipe to achieve a result connects the dots in a way for a lot of people that waiting an extra month or two, doing a better version um, and taking the extra time um, is lost time. And again, this isn't necessarily a great argument or one I necessarily would make. I agree with you. I think user experience really matters, especially in the era we're in right now. Like, this made sense a couple years ago to have a user product this this way. Maybe a year ago, um, if I'm being generous, but not today. Not in the market we're trying to build and uh, how people think about this stuff. Like, I don't think people understand fundamentally how much user experience matters in the understanding of what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think to that point, and so I'm completely sympathetic to, you know, we need to be making iterative process in crypto and it's important for just to like get things out there so people can play with them and then iterate on them. I'm absolutely sympathetic to that. And I think that's an important part of like the process to like, you know, developing new products and developing this space. My issue with this very specifically this is all this this website is is an interface to then make the naming thing connect and function Mm -hmm. and so it is inherently only like the ui and interaction to literally execute that right to combine the steps basically right so the product itself here is not necessarily the 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 enabling the the at you know name to function the product is quite literally this website to then connect those dots so then i can use at name mm-hmm. so the product here is 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 a failure is basically how i view it like it is absolutely failed in what it would set out to accomplish does it barely function sure and okay so now to give it some amount of like leeway here, okay, I'm glad this can function. I'm I'm going to be a little friendlier now, but w- this is my main concern because this is the thing that should have been making progress towards quality design in crypto because it is relatively simple. And I'm very, very, very concerned. And that's why I kind of want to nip this in the butt. I'm very concerned about the trend of us all being okay with half-made scaffolding-like bridges to the True. point where we look like New York City, where every fucking building has scaffolding on it, and we're just okay with it, and it's just normal. And then we kind of like end up making the scaffolding nicer, and like people start buying fancier scaffolding, and it just like becomes normal. Um, I am not interested in crypto going down that path. Um, yeah. I really want to see. I want to see all the amazing. Um, design and like user experience and UI that we have on like modern websites. Like, is this web 3.0? No, this is not. This is, this is absolutely go taking steps backwards 
like cool right like, maybe yeah maybe it's web 3.0 but it's missing all of a lot of the advancements we made in web 2.0 exactly well exactly. actually no that's maybe an interesting point though because all of the advancements we made in web 2.0 was built on having access to all the data and all those things in the back end and none of that exists now so we do have to literally re reproduce all of those yeah yes and no i i think yes and no we also have best practices like we we know what works with with design like Mm -hmm. we've learned enough like sure do we have data on exactly like what buttons people are clicking on and what ones they're completely ignoring it's like that is maybe more complicated now but from just a basic design standpoint this does not meet like minimum bars like yeah it's designed by engineers. It's just engineer yeah. designs. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I just think that's a little too reductive. I think it's like get, get, letting them off easy, you know, like, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's hand waving too much of the problem away, I guess, in, in my mind, not not to your point, I more like, generally, I think that's, um, it's not that's not a good excuse for the space, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, do you think anybody's doing it well? You know, that's a great question. I think Radium has done um, one of the best jobs in terms of their site being very clear, very simple. And, you know, every time something comes up, like you have to do a pool migration, they're very clear about the steps you have to take to execute that. Um, They're doing very well. I think Orca also, they clearly value um, design um, and their experience to be one that is kind of like fun and, and, and simple and not overwhelming. I really respect that. It's not necessarily my taste and my aesthetic, but um, I think there are some people doing some good work in the space. It's not, in my opinion, it's not even close to where I'd want it to be. Yeah. Like we are very, very, very far yeah. from having the robust quality of of design um that i really would like to see in this space that really shows that this is the future of the internet yeah i the only other one that i would throw on that list is phantom wallet um i think phantom wallet to me actually the crispiest um yeah that's really well made like what i think radium well it, it kind of addresses two different layers to the idea of ui which is like uh the the one layer of functionality and the steps and the the how do you navigate through the experience and then the other layer being the how does it feel when a button gets clicked do things fade in do they slide in do they load in all together how do they how do how does the actual flow of the experience and phantom wallet is to me currently the best one that has actual flow it it doesn't feel clunky whereas even though i think radium actually has a really great ui for what it is i think it's leading the pack it's still in the pack um yeah to me lacks a little bit of that that flow polish but uh radium's been around for four months yeah exactly and what they pulled off is is... insane so yeah very true um yeah and that's an example of like i'm you know, I'd say Radium, you know, even the the old Serum DEXs, the, um, you know, Step Finance, 
like they're all very clearly uh, still a work in progress. Um, right. They're so when, young. Yeah, super young, especially when Step Finance like first launched and it was, you know, there was, you know, buttons were kind of like clearly in the wrong place of being too close to some other object or like it was very, very clearly like still being developed. It was alpha. It was an alpha. Yeah. And, and that's an example that. of when I, it, that doesn't bother me at all. Like I am just, that's when I'm extremely positive and like really excited and supportive of like, oh, wow, they're just trying to build something or really actively building something because I see where it's going. Like mm -hmm. I see that they're starting a foundation of something. It's just a hole in the ground and they maybe they're starting to build up some, you know, of the, the concrete pillars that are going to hold up the rest of the building. I see where this is going. And the difference here is uh, this is, there's no foundation here. This is not leading towards some, you know, clearly better designed naming, yeah. you know, claim your naming thing. This is the, this is a, clearly a final product or, right. or, or there's no hint that this changes um, by how it was delivered. This mm -hmm. is based on how this is delivered to me. This is good enough. And uh, that's not building anything super exciting. That's that's like oh, this is more like a, a cardboard box that functions, you know, and um, doesn't get me excited. I don't think it put really moves anything forward, and that's really unfortunate given specifically what it's trying to do, which is allow you to use names of, of people um, using their Twitter handle, and that's an important accessibility point. So. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it, it, the reason why I'm so heated over this is it's a compounding things of just like, this is clearly is not going to get any better. This is clearly seen as good enough. This is explicitly a tool, um, whether it's intended or not, like this explicitly is a tool to increase accessibility. And so now it's failure at just being good at delivering on what it's supposed to do um, compounds with then you know, it's almost like public duty to then deliver greater accessibility to people. And so that's why I get like, like, oh my God, how did we fuck this up? Right. It, it, uh, which is probably totally unfair. Like, I just want to be clear. Like I'm, I'm personally getting emotional about this, but I'm not, I, there's no, I'm not angry at anyone. There's no, any person that actually, uh, should be in trouble or, or really anything. I'm just more passionate about this space and like i want to see us do better um from the experience that i've had in tech companies which is quite similar to your experience max i would the worry i would have here in this thought is they'd make this tool this is classic tech company product revision ready for this they mm. make this tool like okay somebody some community hounds we want a community tools we want community tools we want community tools they make this version of the tool. It's impossible to use. No one in the community uses it. And then there's the confirmation bias of, see, we make no community tools and nobody wants them and nobody uses them. That would be, I mean, man, I, I, I thought I was kind of frustrated now, but that, that just the thought of that puts me on a whole nother level of like true, true rage. Uh, I hope it, I hope we don't get there. Uh, I, I don't think we actually will because I think that's how you end up in that scenario is lack of competition purely. So I think, uh, that 
is uh just not really a worry uh really in the space on top of did you, kind of tangential but not really did you listen to the Arweave episode of modern finance not yet no I have um not. he talks about data in a way towards the end of it that's really really fascinating what he realizes and he talks about one corner is how if products are built on Arweave, then the end user has version control so if if you have a version of a product that works or is bad you can revert to another version and meaning changes that the actual community does not like uh, can be undone. Hmm. But does there need to be, I'm assuming there needs to be some amount of like par- version parity. Are you Version saying- parity within the community, but not necessarily within the relationship between the developer and the community. The community determines what pieces actually really get implemented. I see. So like the adoption and, and it's almost like the publishing of it, of the version is almost dealt handled by the community. So is there like a voting mechanic to like, whether, whether you like, you know, update windows or revert back. It's to not a, it's, not, it's, it's not a uh, cultural consensus, at least how it seems like he's describing it. It's more of a personal usage. And then you can just compare your usage. I would, I, this would be an implied thought, not something they talk about. Of mm. You could see the versions of other people and then choose which version you want to, you want to apply with or use like, like say That's, for example, I wanted yeah. to use version one of the example is, is he gives is say, I want to use version one of Instagram like okay it's weird oh i see so since okay okay i was i was imagining and kind of getting hung up on how do other people interface with it because i was like it it, it started to sound like versions of adobe Ah. and how like what a nightmare it could be if like people are just using whatever everyone's using a different version and right you can you can always upgrade further but you can't upgrade back and one feature exists in one version that you have but right. i want to share this file and you don't have that version in your version that you're using like that sounds like a colossal show yeah but um that's not what you're describing well, so. that would be the front end of the problem, but once the process, I think, shakes itself out, you end up with just the version that everybody likes and agrees with. Yeah. And then as features get implemented, either the community's like, yes, we like that, we're going to all, the majority will switch over, or a sub-community will switch over, but still probably do some stuff in other versions. Like, it does create that problem, but it also... Um, addresses the problem or recognizes really where that core problem is which is just unilateral agreement of which version we're on yeah Um, which for for it to function for it to be relevant it will have already found that yeah i mean honestly i now that i think i'm thinking about this in terms of like you know downloading apps on my phone and controlling the version in that regard yeah it actually does start to make more sense to me right because it's like i remember uh uh there's a listener who might be listening right now remembers the days when we would play Warcraft 3 together in LAN and version 1.0 of Warcraft 3 the knights had like 12 armor and uh, for humans the the knight unit had like 12 armor it could be buffed to have like 20 armor which basically just made them like undamageable 
And I always uh, insisted that we play on version 1.0 of the game, not like version like 1.2 where they're like, oh my God, knights are so good. We have to nerf this a lot. That's really funny. Yeah. Anywho, anywho. uh, Yeah. Version control. It allows uh, all sorts of interesting things. So that's worth mentioning, but I don't want to, I don't want to just pair it another podcast. Definitely worth listening to. uh, And probably we should chat more about it because I'm really sold on our weave now. That I'm just extre- unbelievably fascinated by it. Yeah, um, wow, that's and, really and, cool. And the guy behind it is really fascinating. Um, I had two. I had one other thing that I wanted to mention um, on my list from the last week is you and I mentioned it. It's something we've been wanting. I don't know if we've really talked about it on the podcast, but Step Finance has implemented the first version of a transaction history for Solana. Which yeah, that's actually huge. Sounds trivial because it is trivial in the financial world you're used to, but in crypto land, you know, you that's not something that's inherently built in. Well, it is now. So where that's really helpful is you could just now plug that into uh, a tax uh, crypto tax service, something like Zen Ledger or Max. Which one do you use? Uh, Coin Tracker. Coin Tracker. And then uh, you, all of your taxes are all oriented for you uh, for the year. So the idea of what do I owe in taxes and what are the implications of decisions that I make while uh, uh, interacting with crypto will be more or less real time. And you can perpetually, uh, uh, one less thing to worry about in crypto uh, ambiguity which yeah I and they've done a pretty good job with it too because it classifies the transactions as well like it notates whether it's a swap or one wallet <clears throat> to one wallet or whether it's um you know claiming um your staking reward and that's all really important because all those my understanding is those all should be taxed differently um still a ton of question marks um there in the tax world because there's not clear um guidelines but you know as it does get sorted out this will become more and more helpful yes um so that was another thing uh that popped up and i was like oh thank god someone's doing this this is we're this is in my opinion really starting to see the benefits of decentralization and allowing a bunch of permutations of projects is um, when there's an there's an opening in the market for something people want, there will probably be a team or somebody who fills in the gap and makes the product. And in crypto, that took what uh, step finance what came out in what like April or something, maybe yeah, even May. Wow. That is crazy. Time goes by so quickly in crypto. Like I do have to remind myself to step back and like think about how. Step Finance didn't exist, you know, not too long ago. This podcast is older than Step Finance, Max. That's nuts. I think. No, I Maybe think it's right. not, but it might be. Close enough. I'd have to check. It's very close. Um, yeah, so uh, I, that was the last thing I had. I don't know if you have anything else that's popped up. Uh, otherwise, we can we can wrap this no, puppy I, up. I don't have much else. Other just, I just want to say that, like, you know, I, I just... I love crypto a lot. I love everything in Solana. I just hope we continue to make beautiful, well-designed projects. And I just love everyone who's making progress and iterating on their design. And 
Um, I'll give I'll give the this naming thing, the Solana naming thing, the benefit of the doubt here, and and assume it's going to have a dramatically different and way better version in like three weeks or something. Nice. Uh, oh, oh, one last thing, Max. Uh, hmm. Last night on the uh, the Tendies Boys, uh, which is another crypto group I am involved with, uh, we fell down the hole of Solanimals. Have you seen Solanimals yet? <laughs> I've seen them popping up in um, like notifications on Discord, and I've peeked at them. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> but. How about you give me uh, the rundown? Well, just very, very quickly. It's uh, just an NFT on Solana. Uh, I think they're like three Solana, which is kind of expensive. It's like a hundred bucks, maybe a little bit more than that right now. Um, they're they're simple. There's 2000 of them. You know, they have a bunch of rarity and attributes. Um, I was talking to the creator of it today. I think creator, at least the guy who runs the Discord, pretty sure it's the guy. Um, and... Uh, the big thing that the project is kind of really toting is breeding. Um, so if you have two cats, you can, or two NFT animals. right now it's cats. The first batch generation zero is, is, is uh, cats. Uh, you can um, breed your cats and each, if you have two cats, uh, you get a free breeding. So if you own two, you get a third for free. You get one free child. Um, but it's kind of interesting because it notates generation one, like the first bred one would be generation one. The generation, the minting ones are generation zero. Interesting. Um, so it's an interesting enough mechanic that I was like, okay, I'll play ball. Um, I'll, I'll buy a couple of these. Can um, we breed our each other's? I think make- so. Uh, breeding is not out yet, but I talked to the guy and it looks like somewhere, uh, I think next quarter, I would say the next two or three months, we're going to have a, a lot of breeding stuff either figured out, maybe even out. I have no clue. Do not quote me on this <laughs> at all. Uh, very, very like fourth hand information, more or less. Uh, yeah. But um, what's the discord? So people can go check it out. It's Solanimals. Uh, Solanimals on Twitter. Solanimals.com. The Discord's probably just slow animals. Uh, yeah, sure they're still available. So if you're uh, you're if you're feeling it uh, as of this recording, um, you know they Did are. Did you get two so you can breed? I got maybe several pairs of two because I see. I see. Because the tendies you want to breed the breed the well, so how okay so when does this become? Like I realized a, something. I realized uh-huh. something last night while we were doing it. Okay, if two, if you own one cat it costs three Solana. If you own two, you pay six, but you get a third. And so effectively you get three for six or three for $6 or for that $6, three souls. So they're two each. But if you do that, if you do four, then they both have kids. Those two children now can mate for free. Now can breed for free. So if you do multiples of two, you get more and more. So, if you hypothetically, hypothetically bought eight, you would get fifteen slanimals. <laughs> Amazing. But Amazing. you know, uh, you know, maybe some of us turned into uh cat cat people last night. Um, Got it. 
but I, I have the NFT, the, the OBJ files. I have them in, in Blender now. So I've been doing some photography of them. Um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to start doing some photo shoots with my Mebit and my Solanimal because they are both voxel art. So they actually complement each yeah. other pretty well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Solanimals. Dude, I'm hyped. I think this is a really cool project actually. It's really simple, but uh, it's it's pretty fascinating. Uh, oh, there's the other thing that we were talking about is we have generation zero. If there's a flag that gets triggered once you're to generation zero um, Solanimals breed, then does that mean that virgin Solanimals are worth more money? I I have to assume that's the case. So should I save my rarest Solanimal for, you know, like the the like you know always in plastic, you know the 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 Beckett rating of like ten out of ten or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. can I make it the most pure Solanimal so that down the road when Solanimals are worth billions of dollars, uh. You know, you got the you got a OG Generation Zero, right? Sean, I is do you use um, Phantom Wallet for this? And can you yes. see your yes Solanimal in it? Yes, nice Solanimals, maybe yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah more than one for sure. Yeah, uh, it's uh, they're they're cute uh, and. That was one last thing. Yeah, I just fell down the Slanimals. I uh, I was lucky enough to score a pirate mask or a pirate hat. Is that a big deal? It is uh, the second rarest trait. The, the rarest trait is the wizard hat, but I did not get a wizard hat. Um, so I'm happy with the guys that I have. I've thought about also putting, start if you can combine your NFTs. So putting, I think Dave gave me the idea earlier, my buddy Dave, of putting my crypto kickers on my Solanimal. <gasps> Dope. So I might have to do that, uh, which is pretty crazy, uh, but we'll see. We'll see, Max. Nice. I'm excited. We should have a podcast where it's kind of like you showing all the crazy, crazy photo shoots you've done. Oh, yeah. We should do that. Let's definitely do that as an upcoming episode. Dope. <laughs> Cool. cool. All right. Well, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Max, thanks, as always, for the great conversation and, of course, wonderful companionship through my life. And, as always, all of the other things in between those two, which is quite a bit. Uh, see you next week. See you next week. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.